Hi there. Welcome to episode 144 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. When you hear the name Sega Genesis, there are several iconic titles that probably come to mind. While a certain Blue Hedgehog is probably the most obvious choice, Echo the Dolphin is also one of the defining games on the platform. Don't run out of oxygen, because tonight we listen to the music of Echo the Dolphin for Sega Genesis. (laughs) Well, hello, Matt. What's up, Chris? It's a new year. It it is. New <laughs> year, new me. Oh no. <laughs> no. New year, yeah. same old from yeah. me. <laughs> new year, same old ow, everything hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Emphasis on old. Uh oh man, I'm excited about this one. We haven't done like a non uh special slash anniversary episode in a long time. Uh, well, yeah, we had a full year because there were a lot of great anniversaries. Um, yeah. You know, so. It's nice to just do a random game. Even though if we wanted to, we could have put this one off until December for uh, for its anniversary. But no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> we did that. We're done with that. Let's yeah, we keep did it that. Moving. It was ah. fun. No, I'm, I'm stoked about this one. I want to do this for a while. And this is such a weird soundtrack. I can't wait to listen to it. What's fun about this whole history bit, though, is um, I didn't have to look up, like, any of it. (laughs) Usually I have to do, like, some research, and I realized that I already knew a pretty decent amount of history about Echo the Dolphin. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't know if I'm surprised, afraid, proud. Um, I'll go with all three. I like it. I'll take it. Well, uh, without further ado, Mr. Matt. Yes, sir. Hit us with some history. Certainly. Echo the Dolphin was released for the Sega Genesis in December of 1992 and on the Japanese Mega Drive in July of 1993. The game tells the story of a dolphin named Echo who is trying to find his pod after a strange event happens in the sky. It seems straightforward enough at first, but the story goes completely bug nuts the further you get into the game. But... That wasn't enough to turn most players off, as most players never really got that far. Echo is a game about exploration, resource management, that resource being oxygen, and light puzzle solving. It's an obtuse game that demands a lot of players, and while fascinating to a certain audience, ultimately frustrating and boring to most kids who played it at the time. Still, it made a heck of an impression in the visuals department and could frequently be seen in Sega's ads at the time. The game was a real passion project too, and got greenlit at the time when Sega was all about backing unique titles that would set them apart from Nintendo, along with other experimental titles like Toe Jam and Earl. Echo managed to perform well enough to get several follow-ups including a kid's title, Echo Jr., a direct sequel in Echo The Tides of Time, and the visually stunning Echo, Defender of the Future, for the Sega Dreamcast. No matter how you feel about the gameplay and the story, one area where Echo was more universally praised was in its sound design, particularly in terms of its music. This game's soundtrack is quite unique among Genesis games, harnessing its unique sound chip to create some breathtaking atmospheric tunes. The team responsible for the soundtrack consisted of Spencer Nielsen, Brian Coburn, and Andras Maggiari. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't I'm hold that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spencer Nielsen was the lead <laughs> on the project, and his other music credits include uh, the likes of Jurassic Park for Genesis, Sonic CD, and Echo the Dolphin for Sega CD, which he composed a completely unique soundtrack for. 
Brian Coburn's music credits include Sonic Spinball, Mr. Bones, and NFL Sports Talk Football 93, starring Joe Montana. While Andres Maggiari, Maggiari works, Mar- his, his works include me stuttering over his name, mm-hmm. uh, Contra Legacy of War, Colibri for 32X, and Cyborg Justice. Just, just. It's the best kind of justice. Is there any other kind of justice? Not any kind of justice worth worth discussing. I've got to agree with you. So, Matt, what is your personal history with this game? <clears throat> Boy. Um, so, I never owned this game. I had a Sega Genesis. I was one of uh, the few friends of mine that actually has Sega Genesis. And um, I didn't own this game, but I had a friend who uh, did. And I can remember uh, being at his house and watching him play it a bunch. It never grabbed me because I think I was probably in that category of, you know, bored and, you know, whatever fans. <laughs> like, okay, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, okay. Um, but I do believe we beat it. Um, like, it's not coming to me, but I feel like we spent, like, by, by sheer virtue, uh, virtue of uh, just spending out countless hours playing this, I feel like we did beat it. Um, I will say this. I found it to be a very interesting game. Like, obviously, the the visuals is something that always stands out about this game, especially for the time period. Like, the fluidity of, of the sprites and stuff. Everything about it was just gorgeous. Um, uh, I don't really remember too much of the soundtrack, so this is going to be an interesting episode for me. Uh, I do remember, though, there, there was uh, handfuls of, like, ambient noise and stuff that may have made up uh, said soundtrack and I just remember <laughs> I can remember kind of feeling a little uneasy playing the game but not like oh I'm nervous I'm frightened I'm anxious there was just something a little uh, odd about it I think maybe it's because I personally don't know how to swim and the whole game's underwater <laughs> I don't know it's it's a stretch but um, I, I have fond memories of like you know hanging out with my buddy at the time and uh, you know playing into the wee hours in the morning and you know lights off and you know point like oh no go over there and like oh no that's where the oh yeah we have to go oh you know stuff like that so that's really it it was the, I, I gotta be honest for, for all intents and purposes the game really left an impression good or bad like whatever uh, I think mostly because of its its really striking visuals yeah it was um man uh I played this for the first time at uh, my friend Greg's house. He was the my, my local Sega friend. And uh, I just remember being utterly fascinated by this game. But also, just we could never figure the darn thing out. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just, it, it, the, it seemed so, uh, what's the, impenetrable. Like, yeah, it was gorgeous, and you started up, and this music just sounds like. Because I was such a Nintendo kid back then, especially, it took a lot for the Genesis to impress me, and Sonic did with its music because the music sounded so cohesive. Instead of like, all right, here is a composition that is being played by a bunch of these instruments that are like kind of sound like something else. Whereas Sonic just felt so natural. It sounded so natural coming out of the Genesis. And I felt the same way about the music in Echo. And it was just the the blue was so blue. Like the colors yeah. were so saturated. It looked it looked amazing. And I wanted to like the game a whole lot, but Greg and I just couldn't get anywhere in it. Um 
So it was one of those things that I always meant to one of these days, one of these days I'm going to sit and I'm going to play this game, you know, right, one of these yeah. days I'm going to do it. And I think I eventually did. I, I, yeah, I did. We, um, I eventually went through this game top to bottom and it just gets, gets really weird. I followed a walkthrough because it's just, here's a bunch of caves that look exactly the same, <laughs> but I loved how you'd go the, the deeper down in the water you go, the, it gets darker. Like I thought that was a really nice effect. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the managing your oxygen was always like really, uh, stressful to me, but Greg and I found a code that gave you infinite oxygen, which made the game. I felt a lot more playable. Um, cause you'd, you'd try to explore somewhere and be like, crap, I got to get back to where's some air, where's some air, where's some air. Okay. There's a little pocket. Okay. I can breathe. All right. Back to it. Dolphins. Why can't you breathe underwater? Huh? (laughs) Uh. Throw some gills. Damn it. Anyways, so I, I, I love this uh, this game in theory, and I'm just utterly fascinated by its music. So let's let's go ahead and, and get to work, shall we? Yes, sir. All right, so the first track, I, I couldn't not... Usually we like to use uh, title screen tracks over um, uh, just over the intro to the episode, but this song is just too in my head uh it's it's such a it's such a, a, a an iconic piece of this game's soundtrack uh i had to do the opening theme as their first song to discuss so we're gonna kick things off with opening theme from Se- uh from secret of mana right that, that's a that's very different game fantastic yeah very i played that one game. too <laughs> all right here's opening theme from echo the dolphin enjoy
theme from echo the dolphin and that is a song that is uh it brings back very specific memories for me of just turning this on for the first time and being like huh it's so it's so calm and atmospheric and like somewhat foreboding when the when the rhythm comes in Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also just got like it's very it feels very i guess experimental is i don't know if that's the right word but it's like all these almost random hits like it's not very melodic and it was pretty different from a lot of the other music i had heard from video games at the time and uh this song always impressed the heck out of me uh yeah there's something very satisfying about the intro like 45 seconds when you get those kind of uh dissonant chords you know there's uh they're just kind of being the intro Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me, just because of, like, the nature of some of the music I listen to, I'm like, oh, please let this beat drop. Like, let the drums come in. I need it. I, I can feel the rhythm coming, you know? And it's just it's just dead silent. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then it hits. And I was like, oh, so gratifying. Um, It comes together really nicely. Uh, the I will say I feel as though... You know, and we've talked about this in the past a handful of times that we've done um, Genesis uh, soundtracks, uh, Sega Genesis soundtracks, that is, the, the timbre and quality of some of the instruments used uh, can leave a little to be desired. Uh, while listening to this, I, in my head, was trying to make a mental note, like, look this up and see if someone's covered it. You know, look this up and see if it's been redone somehow, because, like, I hear it, I hear, like, its potential outside of the Genesis sound card. And I'm like, this could be a real, like, banger, as the kids say. <laughs> um, actually, it's a bop, but whatever. Um, I'm not hip. The uh, And I just showed it. So, uh, very curious to hear, like, other renditions of this. But otherwise, I think it's such a solid 
intro track. I think like it's a great uh, opening theme. You know, I, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it, and it does an excellent job of setting the stage for the kind of music we're we're gonna get, which is um, it's a little uh, I don't know, it's no, no, if all over the place is the right word, but it's all some of it's a little bit more, I guess, straightforward than others. But there's definitely a lot of a lot of weirdness on your way. So. <laughs> I mean that in a very good way. I don't think there's any songs in here I don't like. So, um, I don't remember all the details past a certain point, but I will, uh, you know, talk about their context to the best of my ability. Uh, so this next track is The Lagoon, uh, which is, I believe, this is, um, pretty much the music you hear right after, like, you start the game, and that opening theme is going while you're just dolphining about. <laughs> Uh, but as soon as you jump out of the water at a certain spot, the storm happens and your pod disappears. Uh, and then the lagoon is the song that picks up after that, which is kind of the first level, like the tutorial stage almost. Uh, so this is the lagoon. Enjoy. <laughs> I like this song so much. It's it's uh it's really kind of it's it's like it's it's kind of unnerving mm -hmm. um with its uh <clears throat> I don't know what to call it. It's it isn't it isn't strictly a like your your typical video gameish me melody, you know, but it's like mm -hmm. that kind of do do do. It's like really I don't know, it gets it, it put it's a really moody song and it's it really expresses that feeling of being lost because you know 
you start the game. You're like, all right, there's a bunch of dolphins around. We're dolphining about, having a good time. And then, like, all of a sudden, some really weird stuff happens. And then your whole family's gone. And you're like, oh, no. What do I do? And this kind of has that very sense of lostness and dread, but also kind of expresses with all the echo and stuff that in it, it's just the vastness of the ocean. Like, there's so much to explore, but also there's so much out there that you don't know. There's just You're surrounded by unknown and you're alone, and it really does its job nicely. It's a great, great tune. Yeah, um, this is one of those tracks that I obviously remember because, you know, how many times you booted this game up and this is pretty much the first thing you encounter game-wise. Um, and this falls in line to what I was saying where it's, you know, rather ambient. Like, it's so... The 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 notes being played and, and in the composition, it's very sparse. So it almost comes across ambient. Like, I feel like it's ambient enough to, to sit there and go, eh, maybe this is not a, a musical track, but then there's enough of that, like, to kind of bring it back in um Mm -hmm. it's i think it's a great opening track as well i think it really gets you into the like uh the theme of the game like this is you know it's 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 gonna be a lonely path that you're gonna travel because obviously you've been isolated from your your core group and now you're trying to find them and then it all just hits the fan indeed all right so this next one is kind of when you get to the first proper exploratory segments of the game again i could be wrong it's been a little while but i'm pretty sure this is how this rolls uh and this is a little bit more of a hopeful tune it's still it's very atmospheric and it still has this kind of like twinge of sadness to it because you are alone and searching for your family but it's uh there's less seems a little bit less dangerous and that this is the the theme of medusa bay um this is a really really pretty song and a very interesting song it doesn't have a very clear um rhythm if uh if i'm remembering it correctly so uh uh but it's one that's always stuck with me it was the first you know it's the first part of the game where me and my friend greg got really we spent a lot of time being stuck being like what what am i what am i doing here what's what is this game i don't understand it so uh it's a it's a cool tune so let's give it a listen here is medusa bay enjoy
weird that song is. <laughs> I love that song so much. It's so, like, calming and... Uh, that, that noise that the Genesis makes, you know? It's such a unique sound. And this is one of those Genesis soundtracks where I really feel like they were using the Genesis as an instrument as opposed to trying to compose music and then make it work with the Genesis. They were like, this is this is the weird stuff the Genesis can do. Let, let, let's do that. Um, <laughs> leaning into it hard. Exactly. Really leaning into it. It just sounds so, I don't know, 80s sci-fi movie almost or fantasy movie. And just it, it's so fitting and it, it, it sounds so cool. It's such a neat tune. There's a there's definitely a lot of like uh, 80s sci-fi, like Blade Runner esque, even The Warriors, which was like one of the first movies to use synthesizers in a soundtrack. Uh, you know, you think uh, cyberpunk style movies that came from you know Blade Runner and so on. Um, and, and actually, I was um, I was just doing a quick grocery shop before this. I found. Uh, a dark synth synth wave like playlist on Spotify. And I was like, yeah, what the heck? I can I can use a little palette cleanser of all the, you know, metal I've been listening to. So uh those synths really do sound a lot like some of the stuff that's come out in the last like two years, three years. Like there's this kind of weird resurgence. Eh, not weird, like, oh that's weird. But like who knew synth wave was so popular with so many people that there's enough groups or individual artists creating new synthwave stuff to garner a whole list of, you know, three, four, five hundred songs, whatever it was. Um, that track is fantastic. I like it a lot. I, I it, it, Some of this is starting to come back a wee bit, and I can remember uh, thinking this soundtrack was kind of interesting because the game itself was interesting. Um, how do you not like a song titled Medusa Bay, by the way? Just, right. Just putting that out there. Um, very wonderfully ambient and like just just the perfect like you said leaning um they they took the genesis and they're like this is what it does these are the weird things it does great because we got a soundtrack for you <clears throat> yeah yeah they absolutely nailed that sound that they were going for i i i, I just adore that tune <laughs> uh but this next one's actually i think my favorite one uh in the game i i love this tune it has it um it's a really cool combination of what we've heard so far. This is, um, it has all that kind of like neat, um, ambient kind of sound, but it also has a very driving rhythm going on the whole time. This is such a cool song. It's called Under Caves. I love this track to death. So let's give it a listen. Thank you. 
song. It is such a cool tune. There's this really great, like, plodding bass line about it. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, I don't know, a giant walking doom, 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 doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's it's got a very methodical, you know, constant step going on there. But like in the best possible way. Like I don't I don't mean that to sound like I'm I'm tearing it down or anything. I, I, I mean you guys, if you've been listening, you know how much me and Chris love great bass lines. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is definitely a, no, a no shortage of great bass line right there. I like how um the the main instrument, like the one that's going. You know that main instrument that's doing the uh, the melody. Mm-hmm. It hits differently on certain notes, which I think is really cool. The um, like it it the, if you were just playing this on a keyboard and every single it's the same sample played at different uh, different pitches to make the different notes. Um, this one every couple of notes actually hits with a different frequency, which is really wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes it sound more organic. It's really okay. cool stuff. Just, just love it. <laughs> just love it. It's such a cool tune. Yeah. Okay, and this is where I start to lose it on exactly what these are. I mean, I think these are just a bunch of stages, but it, uh, this game gets so bug nuts with the time travel and the, the aliens and the... Yeah, so I'm just going to stop explaining <laughs> things. Uh, so this next one is called The Vents. I re- feel like I remember this stage having like a bunch of water vents that when you were trying to push rocks around and stuff. But mm-hmm. again, I, I don't remember for sure. Uh, but it's a cool, cool tune because they're all cool tunes. So let's give it a listen. Here is The Vents. Enjoy. song besides you know everything uh, <laughs> it's all this like bizarre staccato notes and whatnot but i like it when it does that like very brief major chord pretty part like in the middle it's like oh do, 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 do. <laughs> and then it just goes back to me you're like oh wait never mind you're gonna drown because you're a dolphin you can't breathe underwater uh it's a i like this song yeah absolutely um it it's certainly very strange like uh I mean, like the game itself. Um, so if it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the weirdest song we've listened to so far, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that that's kind of par for the course for this game. It's a you're 
playing a dolphin loss from its pod that time travels at some point. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, there's a lot of this. It, it, it almost feels like to me there's two songs being played at the same time and they just happen to line up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can hear that. Like you, like you had your own private uh, uh, overplay, you know? Um, but it's it's a lot of fun, though. Like, there's the lighthearted kind of pipe organ of it, or I guess that's what you kind of call it. Yeah, I don't know what that sounds really supposed to be. Yeah, and then the deep undertones, because I think that's important to this game is to keep those deep undertones because you are in the ocean, and as you'd mentioned before, oh, you know, you get deeper, un- you know, deeper it gets darker so i would like to feel that reflected in the music too if you had some happy-go-lucky music while i was you know two three four hundred meters under the water i'd be like eh, this doesn't make sense like this isn't mario brothers you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it is it, it, you make a good point it is nice to have a brief a brief uh inter, a little interstitial of optimism even if it does come off as like and then a pixie swam by, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it, it, yeah. It's it's weird, but it works, and I like it. Yeah. All right, this next one's called "The Open Ocean." I don't remember what song this is, but I'm sure it's going to be cool. So let's give it a listen. Here's "The Open Ocean." Enjoy. <laughs> to the Mediterranean <laughs> several years back, and it was gorgeous. Blue, it sounded just like this. <laughs> blue waters as far as the eye can see. And when I got out there, I didn't think I'd hear anything because I would be so far from any civilization. But you know what? I was wrong. This is what I heard. <laughs> In the just out. like there was just a crazy guy with a theremin going nuts. It was so weird. Turned out it was my cabin neighbor. No, this is such a strange little track. I, I said the last one was strange. This... You've now taken the cake. Um, <laughs> they willingly gave the cake to this track. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah. Not messing with this. this yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> oh, word? Nah, nah, we good. Um, cake, here it is. Yeah. This was something else. I mean, um, you know, speaking strictly from like a composition point of view is 
very interesting. It, it, again, it felt like another track that was like two songs playing at the same time that just kind of got mashed together um, to create Open Ocean. Um, both parts are, are good, really. Like, it's it's just a weird pairing. It is uh, very, very weird. The This one is probably the least natural sounding, I think, of anything we've listened to so far. I'll agree. This, this really sounds like a Sega Genesis game trying to do something. Uh, the the theremin is really, I mean that's that's that just what that sounds like. Obviously, it's a Genesis doing doing Genesis stuff, but boy, it just sounds so grating. I guess is almost the word, but at the same time, it really it really does work in the context of the game. It's not a I don't mind listening to it. It's super bizarre though, and uh, and, and a bit shrill. But right. there's some really good stuff in there. Like it, it, it manages to come together and become a little bit more than the sum of its parts. But it doesn't sound as as cohesive as a lot of the other stuff we've listened to. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll totally agree. Well, it's time to move past the open ocean and into the ice zone. Oh man, let's give it a listen. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
That one, that one really sticks out in my head. That's a song that I really remember hearing at my friend's house. I don't remember when he got this far. It definitely wasn't there when I was around, but I, I, I remember coming over to his house and he had been playing and he had gotten to this stage. And I just remember hearing this song, this super, super haunting song for like a while. Uh, I, I really like that one. It's definitely, uh, haunting is, I think, the word that best um, describes what I'm getting from it as well. Um, it's it's a really well done piece of music. Um, I don't know that I see it as a as an ice stage. Like, I don't think we've ever put this in one of our winter specials, and kind of rightfully so, if you ask me, but, you know, I'm not the gatekeeper of that. Um, I, I think this... I, I feel like I've heard this before, probably in game, because again, I, like I said, I feel like we've beaten this game. But you know, 1993, 94s. <laughs> it was a couple it was, days ago. It was a while ago. A little bit of a while ago. Um, but yeah, I feel like this sat somewhere in the recesses of my mind, somewhere, and just kind of sparked a little like, oh yeah. But I mean, it's it's a it's a great piece of music. Again, it, it fits it fits the the tone of the game. It fits the play of the game. The whole kind of theme of the game. It's 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 great, huh? I I totally forgot that we did a Sega Genesis special episode. I completely forgot we did that. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a song from we used Undercaves from Echo the Dolphin on the on that one. That had to I be don't. your pick. I vaguely remember this episode happening. Wow, when was that? I just went to look up like, wow, we really didn't use this as a as a winter special thing. Now I hear the I hear the iciness to it and like the little ding. Yeah, ding. I, I don't know. Maybe me personally I feel it's not icy enough. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if if that's even a thing, but um it, it Well doesn't... you are deep underwater, so I think it was I don't remember exactly goodness gracious, it was episode eighty seven. I don't remember exactly what this stage looks like, but I don't think there's... It, obviously, it can't be that frozen because you have to swim in it, you know? Right. September 2019. That was a couple years ago. No wonder I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Good times. <laughs> I, I'm trying to even... I can't even get through... I was trying to find the uh, spreadsheet, but I, I never find it. I mean, let's see, we did a song from Altered Beast, Metal Squad. These are definitely some listener requests, too. I mm -hmm. put Blaster Master 2 on there, because I'm me. Fighting in the Street from Streets of Rage, Quackshot. I remember Quackshot being requested, I think. Iron Blue Intention from Castlevania Bloodlines, Comic Zone, Rocket Knight, Ristar, Echo, Sonic 2. Right! I remember playing the Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic 2, because I absolutely love that song. And you being like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> eh, yeah, <laughs> you know we 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 know why. No, no need to rehash the past. <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and put Ice Zone on the list for next year's winter special. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, I'm going to say, is probably the exact opposite end of the spectrum as far as like stage design goes. It's the Island Zone, which makes me think it's a lot warmer. Uh, let's give it a listen. Thank you. 
Okay, so real quick, I looked back at a video of the ice zone, and yeah, there's ice everywhere in that stage. I totally forgot what that stage looked like. This is the stage where, like, everything's frozen over, and you can jump out of the water and slide across a, across a glacier into the next hole in the mm. ice to get to the next area. It's super yeah, cool. It sounds uh, very familiar. And the island zone looks pretty much just like level one. Like, it's your your regular coral reef everywhere looking, looking stage. Um... This reminded me a little bit of that uh, The Vents tune, as far as it being like, here's a bunch of wacky staccato notes, but I feel like this one worked a little bit better. Um, I like this. I just said two words together. I like this a lot. I definitely think um, I like it better than... Um, uh, oh, oh, man. I, you just said it and I forgot it already. The, the Vents. Yeah, I like this better than The Vents. Um... There definitely feels like a little more cohesion. Uh, I feel a less. I feel a lot less like these were two tracks that were being played at separate times and just smashed together. Like, hey, we only have space for thirteen tracks. You better figure out those twenty-six. And the guy's like, uh, I got you, and smashed them <laughs> together. Um, yeah, definitely a lot more cohesion. Um, I don't know that I get like island zone per se. Like, I guess maybe I was. Uh, thinking maybe it was going to be a little more tropical in theme, but then, you know, you got all these powerhouse um, soundtracks with David Wise, you know, creating for Donkey Kong and stuff like that, so I might have had expectations set way too high. Um, but it was good. It was it was, it was was a good track. Definitely a very good track. Yeah, the stage itself definitely does not say tropical, uh, tropical island or anything to me. Uh, when you saying the name of the track for sure, I definitely had the same thought, and then listening to the track like well that doesn't sound like tropical islands and then i looked at the uh the the actual gameplay of the stage itself and it's a lot of really like uh deep deep in the coral reef stuff um the music definitely matches the stage more than the uh the name does right yeah but it was a neat tune i liked it yeah absolutely okay this next one is called time travel <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Let's let's just give it a listen. Here's time travel.
Alright. Well. <laughs> Did the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it's over. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, huh. It's you know, okay. I like it. I really yeah, actually it, do. That yeah, little organ melody is great. The sound effects for whatever that's supposed to be, whether it's like hydraulics or you know steam being released, you know they don't they don't match. They sound enough like what they're supposed to be, but they don't match in, in tonal quality. So it's a little weird. Um, but otherwise, I really, really actually like that uh, that that pipe organ league. I, I think that's actually really great. And, um, you know, I'd be curious to hear, you know, someone do it with a modern set of, of synthesizers and sound effects and stuff. Because I think that could be really, really cool. Yeah, this was a... Um... It's certainly an interesting tune. I have no, I have no qualms with it. It just, uh, and you're right. Those weird little like noises, those steams type noises, kind of elevated a bit. Mm-hmm. And outside of this, this could just be any generic walk into a ch- church in a 16-bit RPG tune. You know, right? Exactly. Um, it's just some, just some organ, organing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very organic. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Uh, so time travel. The next one is Jurassic Beach, because you know, after Jurassic Park happened, everyone wanted to shove the word Jurassic somewhere. So, uh, yeah, here's Jurassic Beach. Enjoy.
That's a cool tune. I like that one a lot. Play, I like the way it plays with the stereo, where the little, like, the little, I don't know, dinky-dink-dink dink noises are coming out they're of like, the left ear. They're like marimbas or something. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got, like, the, uh, like, clean electric guitar-ish kind of sounds uh, coming out of the right. It's, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, definitely a fan of that. Um, I'll agree, the stereo, the, the playing with the stereo is a lot of fun. Um... And it still has, like, those stark notes, those really, like, uh, simple but, like, well-placed, like, to keep a little bit of suspense with everything um, to uh, to kind of keep you reminded, like, I don't know, this is, this is still a, kind of a dark game, I think, you know, in its design and stuff and, and the task at hand. You know, you're, you're, I don't know that it screams Jurassic Beach to me, although I'm not entirely sure what Jurassic Beach screams to me or <laughs> should be screaming to me, I suppose. That's um, a good point. Yeah. What does Jurassic Beach sound like? I don't know, but I don't think it's this. Um, but that being said, it's a really I've good, never been there. So, yeah, I was just a little late to that party. <laughs> so <laughs> my fault. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, definitely a fan. I, I dug this track a lot. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it. I like how it has a rhythm, but because of the instruments being played and not because of percussion, like it's right. The the quote quote unquote melody because there really isn't much of a melody going on here. Like it, the the music itself is creating the uh, the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like that. I, I like that. That was a good. That was a good tune. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have no idea what to what to make of this next one. It's called the tube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to The Tube. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Well, that was tubular. No, it wasn't. It was very silly. It, no, no. Shut it down. Too silly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel like that song was not trying to be silly. Right. And it failed very hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> that particular mission of not being very, very silly. I mean, besides the bass line just sounding like a dude on a tuba going, boom, boom, boom. Maybe that was the tube. Maybe that was the tube. <laughs> the tube was some dude blowing on a tuba. Uh, but yeah, that um, the the bendy wendiness. <laughs> the bendy wendiness. <laughs> I uh, nah, nah. That, this was gonna get a pass from me. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't fond of that one. Um, there's a lot I really like about this track. I don't know that it's totally overshadowed by the quote unquote bendy wendiness of it. Um, mm, Wendy's. Anyway, uh, I think I think as a, a, a whole, I really enjoyed this track. Yes, I could have done without some of that those weird note bends, or I could have done without the <laughs> bending to the extent at which it went. A couple of note bends, not a bad thing. Like I'm okay with a couple of note bends, especially on an old synthesizer. They mm-hmm. have their charm. This was a bit much, but I don't think personally, and not to you know uh, take a shot at you, obviously. I think I I think I appreciated this one a little bit more than you did. Yeah, I I, I wasn't crazy about it. It reminded me too much of it was. It's very similar to Undercaves, which mm-hmm. does everything this song does but better. Right. Uh, so it just kind of seemed very um, uh, redundant to me in a very silly way. So, meh. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, we've got two left. Yep. Um. And uh, this next one is, I think, named after a Pink Floyd song. Who's Pink Floyd? Oh, that was uh, Roger Waters' best friend Floyd, who had a chronic case of conjunctivitis, otherwise known as Pink Eye. (laughs) I was referring to Have a Cigar. (laughs) Oh, by the way, which one's Pink? If they tell you the name of the Game Boy. Sorry, I, that one's going over my head. So there's a lyric inside of the um, uh, Have a Cigar. The song is basically like, it's it comes across like a, a sleazy record exec is trying to, you know, um, romance the band Pink Floyd into like giant record deal. And obviously he's going to make all the money and the band's going to, you know, be impoverished, but just keep making the money. So at some point, uh, the lyric is... Um, the band is fantastic. That's really what I think. And oh, by the way, which one is pink? But then, the ironically, I didn't realize that the next line is, and if they tell you the name of the game, boy. But of course, if I just say Game Boy, it sounds like I mean video game. So, <laughs> and then I found ten dollars. <laughs> so, all was right with the world, guys. It, it turned out okay. <laughs> well, this is welcome to the machine. <laughs> yes. So let's listen to welcome to the machine. Enjoy.
was not <laughs> Pink Floyd's Welcome to the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they would have uh, licensed a Pink Floyd song for no. uh, Echo that was Genesis. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna come right out and say it. That was not good. <laughs> I, I, but it was neat. <laughs> yes, it was presented in a very neat fashion. If that's what you mean, like when you get it was a very neat. interesting tune to listen to. Like yeah, just from the get go when it hits you with that like <laughs> the demon toilet flush sound or whatever is going on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the whole time listening to it, like. Wow, like I don't, I don't necessarily need this to stop right now. I don't <laughs> think I'm, I don't think I'm having a good, I don't think I'm enjoying it, but I'm not having a bad time either. I don't hate it. Yeah, right. Um, it was a very interesting and weird tune. If if you're like me and you want to pause the episode and go listen to "Welcome to the Machine" by Pink Floyd or even "Shadows Fall," who does a great cover of it, uh, go right ahead. We'll be here when you get back. Um, yeah, that was just, that was just weird. I don't, I don't have much to say about it other than it was, that was just weird. And I, if I never hear it again, I, I might be okay. Well, don't worry. Unless you really try, you probably aren't going to get this far in the game. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm ever going to play this game. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes we finish an episode and I'm like, I really do want to go back and play this game. But that never happened. So I'll just say, yeah, I'm totally going to go play this game. It's never going to happen. We all know that I'm lying and. <laughs> Well, just keep it moving like like good friends. Well, that brings us to our last track of the night. Aww. I don't know that it's necessarily a winner. <laughs> um, you know, we're just playing them in the order uh, that they come, and obviously we'll, they'll leave you with a different tune. The last track we're going to dis- discuss is called The Stomach. Mm-hmm. I think this is the last boss fight. Mm. I think. Goodness gracious, I'm trying to remember the end of this game. Uh, don't don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I think I will if I do. Uh, so <laughs> here's the stomach. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Well, that's about all of this that I can stomach. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to... F I'm trying to find this song in the game. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> I just want to know what the, the context is. <laughs> yeah, I can't it's... find it. I, I, I can't help but feel like you're swimming through a pyramid. Like, the last boss is this giant alien head, and I was like, this doesn't sound like I remember the last boss, and the last boss you fight to the Undercave's tune. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep, like, ramming this giant alien head in the jaw. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find... I have no idea where this song takes place in the game. None okay. at all. Because um, mm. I'm going through, like, a whole playthrough here, and I'm just going stage by stage, and I'm not finding this one. How bizarre. It, it's a, it's such a random track. We're yeah, sure, like we sure it's even part of this game. <laughs> well, see. that's what's interesting is that um the soundtrack that I downloaded um there's a bunch of unused tracks, um but they're you know they're listed as unused. They're from the sound test uh, sound test six, twelve, fourteen, eighteen, and nineteen are all these songs that weren't used in the game. Uh, this one has a title, so it must have had some sort of purpose, but I'm not sure what that was. Oh. Hang on a second. I just found a YouTube video that has a bit of description in it. Um, uh -huh. And uh, according to this YouTube video, it says the level, the stomach from the Japanese version of Echo the Dolphin. You can access this level only from getting eaten by the Vortex Queen. Oh. And then someone someone wrote, wait, I'm confused. At the end, when you get yourself eaten a few times, it sends you straight back to the Vortex Queen level. Why isn't it sending you back to the stomach level? So unfair in the American release when you get eaten by the Vortex Queen, you have to redo, quote, Welcome to the Machine, which is a much longer level. I see. Okay, so I'm looking at a, a video of it right now, and yeah, it's this maze. Here's a great comment. This is just too funny. Wait a minute. The Japanese version of the hardest game ever made was actually easier, easier than the North American one. <laughs> so, so brilliant. Um, okay, so this this tune sounding kind of obnoxious and repetitive is makes sense. It's a punishment. You're, um, this is you, like a maze that you have to get out of to get back to fighting the last boss. Because you end up in the stomach. Huh. Okay. Well, look at that. We learned something new today. I can't believe I found that. Like, I'm very surprised that, like, me, not you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm darn proud of you, sir. Oh, all I did was look it up on the internet. You done taught me something new. That's cool. And now everybody knows that the Japanese had a easier time. Than yeah, and an extra really, really weird kind of obnoxious <laughs> song. <laughs> all right. This definitely went downhill, much oh. like the game itself. Yeah. It <laughs> It just it just loses its mind like a little bit more than halfway through. But man, the beginning of this soundtrack is so good. Yeah. I oh, absolutely. Love a lot of great the tracks. First, like I'm gonna say like the first seven tracks that we listen to, with the exception of maybe maybe um the open ocean one. Uh I just straight up love every one of those tunes. Yep, yeah, I gotta agree. Um last chunk of this was a little rocky though. You and I are pretty much on the same page about this, but uh, yeah, A for effort. <laughs> yeah. This is a wild ride, much like the game that this music comes from, so it makes makes total sense to me. 
And with that, I think it is time for us to wrap this thing up. I agree. Any final thoughts? About the game? No. Um, I, I have some, you know, nice nostalgic memories of it, but uh, I don't know that I would really truly go back. I, I might watch a playthrough just to see the, the, the... I think these graphics still hold up, honestly. Um, Agreed. It's got a very strong art direction. Yeah. I'm still very impressed to this day, some 20-some-odd years later, at how how good it was then and how good it still is now. So, like, hats off to you for that. Yeah, this is a very, very attractive game. It's There's a reason Sega showed this off a lot in their commercials. Like, even they're like, this is super extreme and cool, and then they show Echo flopping through the air, and it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> it is pretty darn cool looking. I love when those... Like the main regular like standard looking stages, if you go up to the surface in the background, you've got those islands with the really weird looking mountains in the background. This game's so bizarre and so cool. Very, it's, just, it's, it's certainly very unique. Yeah, it's just not all that good. I wonder if, because I feel like nowadays there's a lot of very interesting third party titles coming out, and I've just recently played about three or four in a row. Uh, games where like there was no action at all and I was so enthralled by it but this is you know obviously it's got a little puzzle solving and exploration and stuff like that and I wonder if this game out game had come out today like how it would be received if it you know what I mean like to sit in that kind of almost triple a um uh, uh bullpen so to speak I guess you know what if this game had a mini map like Metroid style mini map that I could yeah. look at yeah that would really change everything. You know something? You're absolutely right. That's, you know, we really take for granted the minimap nowadays. We have it I, so good. <laughs> it's so important. Like, I'm playing, was it Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I'm just constantly looking at the map because I'm constantly lost. But at least I don't have to be because I'm like, all right, just go that way. All right, go that way. I'm constantly opening and closing the map. It's just the way I play these kinds of, like, Metroidvania kind of things, too. I'm always Same. mapping. Absolutely. Uh, it was one of the things that made uh, Hollow Knight so hard for me to get into in the first place because the map leads a lot to be desired. But um, it's funny that we're, we're talking about this because uh, a while back, a fun little tangent, uh, a while back I pre-ordered the Switch releases of the um, Turrican anthologies Okay. Uh, that were being put together by, I think, In-In Games and Strictly Limited. Uh, so they released these Turrican collections and it was the Turrican thing, Turrican... I think it was just called the Turrican Collection or whatever, and they released one of them on uh, the Switch and I think the PS4 that had, like, a bunch of the Turrican games just as they were, and there was going to be these, like, fancier ones through strictly limited games that you get physically, and um, they were going to have, like, some cool extras, and they were going to have all the Turrican games, including the ones that they were missing from the original collection. Okay. One of the things that they decided to, they, to go way more in-depth on it uh, and they were actually adding a mini-map and map function to the old Turrican games, which I'm oh, so nice. excited about. But that's what's taking them so long. I pre-ordered right. these things a couple years ago now. Um, and they've been working with Factor 5, and they they sent in an update like uh, a month or so ago. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I know this is taking a long time. We're sorry. We really bit off more than we could chew with this map thing. But we also really want it to work because it's super cool. So, like... We're getting there. But, yeah, adding a functioning map system to the old Turrican games is going to be super exciting. And I would be really cool to have that 
with Echo, because like right now you can see kind of a mini map whenever you do Echo location off of other living creatures, mm-hmm. but it's like it takes you, it, it's like a thing you have to do. You can't just be looking at a map and try mm-hmm. to figure out where to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that would have been really cool. But anyway, yep. it's time to wrap it up. So that's our show. Join us next time when it will once again be time to dole out the annual Waveback Awards. Yay! I am absolutely a fan of this. This is my second favorite time of the year. Awesome. Matt and I will be highlighting some of the best video game music we've heard all year long and pass the savings on to you. (laughs) We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Hate Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be and for some reason what my childhood bedroom looked like <laughs> yesterday. I don't know if you were in on that. That was fun. I saw a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've always been this way. <laughs> uh, we also have a Waveback <laughs> forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site, geekade.com. Uh, you got anything fancy to plug there, buddy boy? Um, I do not at the moment. Something is um, something's brewing between myself and several others uh, and the Vest Lord. So keep your eyes on uh, on the socials for that. Um, I do want to say that uh, for everyone that has reached out on our Discord channel, which if you are a fan of the show, you should totally go over there. We just we talk about whatever, everything, the show, and all kinds of sorts of things. Everybody who's reached out to me personally via Discord about um, pursuing my idea of speaking with all these. Um, you know, bands who cover video game music. I, I really appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Uh, it's really, it's been a great, um, it's been great to hear that you guys are interested in it. And it's kind of, not, not kind of, it, it's absolutely restored my interest in pursuing that. So, uh, you know, it's something I said I wanted to uh, revisit when the new year came. Here we are in the new year. And you guys have actually given me kind of a bit of a shot in the arm to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go find my notebook with all my notes and I'm going to sit back down and I'm going to reach out to everyone and, and see what, what we can put together. So, And I think with um, I think with uh, the rise of Zoom and video conferencing, I think this might be much easier than I originally intended it to be. So uh, a, big, a big thank you to everyone for that. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm also in full support of that project, man. I'm, I can't wait to hear what you come up with. I don't have anything in particular to plug, I don't think. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i getting close to being able to dive back into some uh, Waveback Overplays, though. Um, the Ninja Turtles one was the one that I left off on, and I'd probably like to release that close to whenever that new Ninja Turtles game comes out, just for the old synergy. But uh, hopefully I can get back to that this year. It's, it's never left my mind. It's something I still love to do and I still love to listen to from time to time. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's about it for me, so we're going to leave you with uh, the ending music from uh, Secret of Mana, just because. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one second, I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm so I, off guard. Just just a little callback to my mistake. It's a good time. Though I have been playing Secret of Mana. I'm more than, I'm like three quarters of the way through the game. I am going to finish Secret of Mana, and I'm very excited about that. 
finally happening. Now we're just doing the ending theme for Mac of the Dolphin. Uh, enjoy, and I hope it's a little less bizarre and more enjoyable than the last couple of tracks, but I think it is. So uh, <laughs> that's it. We'll see you next time for the Waveback Awards. Thanks for listening, and good night.